This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. No, I'm good. Jason Shear. Jason Shear. Uh, we're here, Arizona and UCLA played in the season finale. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, Arizona did not prevail. UCLA won 82-73. to That was the final score. And Jason was pretty close in your prediction, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Also, any UCLA fans that are listening because you want to gloat <laughs> or you want to like see what Jason has to say, he did predict that UCLA would win. So, also, uh, I'm probably I uh, shall be seeing my DMs tonight. And uh, don't you have better things to do? <laughs> like, seriously, little threats and uh, cursing me. You know, out nobody and... wanted your guy to get hurt. Nobody wanted Jalen Clark to be hurt. And Jason said that on Twitter, too. Immediately, like nobody wants to see him get hurt. He's a good kid. And hopefully, yeah, obviously... hopefully, obviously, he's not listening to this. But um, look, Arizona, as we went through the Brandon Ashley thing. Kirk Reese's ankle looked like a uh, an eggplant last year. And he uh, still played, and it probably to his detriment. Yeah, he, he I mean, this, this time of year to get a kid. And I was actually talking in DM with a UCLA fan, if you're listening, William. And uh, he was like, good luck. I said, good luck. Uh, who cares about the result? Let's just hope both teams finish healthy. And to me, like this time of year, like I, someone, I think it was Norlander or Doster tweeted like, um, today is the let's just get to March because who gives a shit anymore <laughs> today like with the scores and all that because that's where we are like if you ask coaches like seating is important and all that but you're at the point of the year where you just want everyone to stay healthy you want to be playing relatively well get your seating and kind of whatever it goes back to like Lutels and not giving a crap about conference tournaments because at the end of the day they're meaningless and this game well I don't want to talk about it there was meaning behind it but if you ask UCLA fans, uh, you're going to lose by 30, but Jalen Clark is going to be healthy. and Or you're going to win by nine, but you may have lost Jalen Clark for the year. They're rightfully taking the 30-point loss every time. And it sucks. And it's, it's shitty that we even have to discuss it um, because he's a good kid. He's the defensive player of the year by far in the conference. Might be the best defender nationally. If not, he's up there. And uh, you just hate to see it this time of year. Like, you don't, like, these are kids. I think we forget sometimes that 
uh, young adults, if you want to call them that. But, you know, and it, it absolutely sucks. And hopefully, you know, look, I've, I've had sprained ankles where I hear something pop and you think it's much worse. And, and hopefully that's what this is. And he gets the MRI tomorrow and it's not an Achilles, but we'll see. I hope so. And again, if you're, I didn't do it. If you're a UCLA fan listening, chill out, man. Yeah, congratulations. You won tonight. Good job. You know, you, you split, split the season. <laughs> you you did not You won know, the conference. You, you won, won the, the conference. Which you did anyway, going you to the game. got all the awards. Good for you. You're probably going to be a one seed in the West. Like, I don't mind you guys obviously being super happy, but don't, like, go after Jason like this. Because now I'm fucking pissed off. Okay, watch your mouth, honey. Anyway, Arizona. <laughs> we will talk about Arizona now. Um, how big of a loss was this for Arizona? I mean, look, like, I tried to downplay the importance of this game, um, weeks ago. And not because I thought that Arizona would lose, because I thought that Arizona would lose. I told you right after the Arizona game where they beat UCLA, they'll probably lose. Like, this wasn't an upset or a surprise. Oh, it's UCLA's um, senior day. Yeah, they're at home, last game, all that. And, um... You know, and I said at the time, you could go back and find the tweet that this would be a more important game for UCLA than Arizona because UCLA would be at a point where because of their out-of-conference schedule, their biggest game of the year and the biggest win of the year would have to be Arizona, where if UCLA lost the game to Arizona at the end of the year, seeding-wise, it would be trouble. Arizona's in a situation where even if they beat UCLA, they probably would have had to win the conference tournament to get a one seed. Um, I think UCLA is probably fine for a one seed, unless Purdue goes ape shit and wins out. Maybe then you give Purdue because, again, that would be a case of the Pac-12's crappiness hurting a team like UCLA, where in reality UCLA only has one more opportunity to beat a tournament team, and that would be Arizona again. Same with Arizona. Or I shouldn't say that because Arizona at least gets USC, who's going to be in the tournament. So in a way, <laughs> UCLA being the one seed kind of hurts them because they're not playing a tournament team until the finals. That would probably be Arizona or USC, you assume. Um, so when you're looking at it, this was a very big game. Arizona, to me, is a two seed. I think if it wins the first game in the Pac-12 tournament, the rest doesn't matter and it's still a two seed. Worst uh, case three seed. What's interesting and I haven't thought about, well, okay, we're going to get to seeding, but... Oh, you just had a light bulb moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, was it a big loss? Uh, maybe on the Wildcat Authority message boards, but even then, it's not as bad as it has been, because I think people are at the point where it's like, cool, let's get to March. Let's just get there. We're there. Let's go. Let's get this let's over Let's go to with. Vegas. It is Election Sunday, one week from now, in about 27 minutes. Yay. Your favorite day of the year. Oh, you people have no idea. I just take all my clothes off. I sit on my couch. No, you don't. What are you talking about? Oh, wait, no. That's, we have people coming over. That's that's every day. That's Mardi Gras. Anyway, um, where did the game go wrong? Because it did start so well. Well, look, um, our keys to the game pretty much unfolded. And we said that Arizona wouldn't be able to win if it didn't take care of the ball. And it wouldn't be able to win if it didn't defensive rebound, right? Mm -hmm. Arizona had 17 turnovers. That led to 16 points for USC. UCLA had 11 offensive rebounds. That led to 12 points. Ball game. That's it. 
Simple as that. Um, you know, when, when you're looking at it, the way you beat UCLA is you control the glass and take care of the ball. Right. And Arizona didn't do that at all. Um, the backcourt, you know, Kirk Risa actually wasn't bad. He was 5 of 10 from the field, 13 points, 4 assists, two, 2 turnovers. He fouled out but played 35 minutes. Uh, Courtney Ramey was horrendous. There's no other way to, play, to, to say it. 2 for 11 from the field, put up bad shot after bad shot. Career high, 6 turnovers. Um, just not good in any way, shape, or form. Didn't defend well at all. Umar Balo, nowhere to be seen. Six points, five rebounds after having a really good first game. Cedric Henderson was awful in the first meeting against UCLA. Uh, just awful. He was maybe worse this game. One for six. When you take a look at Ramey and Henderson and you go three of 17 for five rebounds and seven turnovers. Uh, it's no bueno. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to beat many teams like that. And so, uh, you know, it, it's it's just, it, it's it's very simple. Arizona actually shot better than UCLA, believe it or not. Arizona shot 47% from the field, which against UCLA is really good. The issue is that UCLA took 10 more shots because of those turnovers and those offensive boards. I mean, UCLA made nine more free throws. They shot 91% from the line, which they don't normally do. Arizona shot 69% from the line, but they didn't lose the game there. They lost off 16 points off turnovers. Let's say you cut that in half, right? Arizona wins the game, or it's tied, whatever. So that's that's really what it came down to. And, um, you know, UCLA actually had more fast break points than Arizona because of the turnovers. UCLA had 13 points, and, um, you know, that's kind of relatively usually there's a deep analysis, but this one you look at two statistical categories and you could point right to it and say, that's why Arizona lost this game. All right. Um, were there any positives tonight? Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. The the race coming into the game for player of the year. I, this is one of those instances where it's a shame that you can't give two players player of the year. And Tommy Lloyd basically said after the game, he kind of insinuated that it should go to Hawkwest because they won the conference by four games. How do you not give a really good player and the best player on the best team the player of the year? But he also shouted out Zoo and... Um, there was really nothing more that Zoo could have done. 24 points, 10 rebounds. Um, after the game, Tommy Lloyd said he, he should have given him the ball more. But, you know, if you get 24 points from your best player, that, that should be enough. Uh, it, Kirk Creese, I thought, was fine. Four assists, two turnovers, 13 points. He didn't shoot Arizona out of the game. Um, you know, so I think you got to give him credit. Uh, I thought that Arizona didn't get carried away in the emotion of the game. Really, to me, um, 
the, the, the biggest standout individually besides Tubelis was, again, Kylan Boswell. He played 24 minutes. Um, you know, that's the most minutes off the bench. He wound up playing more than Pella because of foul trouble. Courtney Ramey played 27 minutes. Uh, I think we're at the point where you gotta you got to start lifting Boswell's minutes even more. I mean, when, when you go 14 points, the step back three he had was just stupid for a freshman. Um, and, and he played really, really well. And in 24 minutes, he defends. He's, he's Arizona's best perimeter defender most of the time. Sometimes when Courtney Ramey locks in, he's really good. But you don't know what you're going to get defensively from Courtney Ramey. Boswell, you do. He, again, only one turnover. He takes care of the ball. Um, this time of year, you know, he's he's got to get more minutes. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that's 30. That's a lot. 24 is good, but that 24 should be every game now. He should be playing 25 minutes every game moving forward. And, you know, maybe go with those more multiple guard lineups. Uh, if Umar Bala is struggling, I, I think we got to see more than that. I know he played more because Arizona went with some different lineups because of Pella's foul trouble. But, I mean, 14 points and 5 of 7 shooting for a freshman in that environment is just super, super impressive and, and something that, you know, we, we said it before, but you, you look at Kylan Boswell and the one thing that sticks out and you keep saying is, man, this kid's going to be good as heck when he gets the keys to the car. He can't drive yet. He's only yeah. 17. He only learned how to drive recently. Yeah. Uh, just about two balls. It is a shame um, to a certain degree. Like, if this game had gone the other way and Arizona played the spoiler and two balls had those numbers, we would have a different conversation. It's literally like neck and neck. Simone Biles against Simone Biles, and one of them gets first place and one gets second place. How do you give the player of the year to the one who got second place? Like you can't. It's it's hard to justify, especially when the national narrative. Obviously, during that game, if anyone else noticed, it was a big UCLA rah rah episode. Um, it was already projected, and that's what's going to happen. So he did the darndest that he could. And he is darn good. And it, what always pisses me off is like when they put those stats up side by side, he is on paper better than Jaime. I hope that part of me hopes he doesn't win it. And Tommy Lloyd sits him down. Do you want to win it next and year? And says, A, do you want to win it next year? And B, these dudes still don't think you're good enough. You have two weeks to prove him wrong. Exactly. So it's like the the long goal like do you want to win the short race or do you want to win the long race and hopefully but, the tournament yeah. is the long race by the way you said it and UCLA fans actually came together with Arizona fans last night briefly um what a horrible broadcast and I love Roxy I don't I, I don't think it was Roxy it wasn't Roxy I actually think it was ESPN like Wilkes is a great dude I'm glad to hear about him I think a short interview would have been awesome I don't need 15 minutes of Wilkes in the middle of the basketball game. They slotted all of those graphics. They slotted all of that time. They planned for that to happen. And you also have to think, again, this is because it's Arizona. What can they do to mess with Arizona? That's what it feels like. And it was like. the 50th anniversary. And it's cool. Dedicate a segment to it. But the difference is we're watching Duke in North Carolina. We watched that game. Mm -hmm. It was, we're talking about plays, possessions, players, what's happening. You didn't get any of that last night. Right. I just also don't think Roxy can control Bill Walton as well as Dave Pash does. That's fair. So by I the way, I we love Roxy. I love Roxy. Yeah, like, I just think that sometimes when you are just like in the moment and you're letting go with the flow, when you're the straight man in the team, you have to keep the ship 
going forward, and there were vital stats well, and things missed last night. Bill makes it hard, but it, Bill it, does it, make it hard. It was just a segment where you're like, like I put it on mute. I kept going, like, when is this over? Who is this old guy? I I just want to watch the game, man. And it and it does. I and I'm not a Bill hater. Like I thought Bill hater, but good actor. Bill hater. Like against, against USC, I said I thought Bill was no, great. No, Bill was great against USC the other night. But okay. for some reason, it was just like it's the biggest basketball game of the year in the Pac-12, arguably, and you're giving it no attention and no credit. And if you as announcers don't take it seriously, and you as a network don't take it seriously, why should anyone else? Yep, and that's kind of the story of the Pac-12. Is what it feels like. Anyway, um, well, how does this loss likely impact Arizona's seeding? Yeah, I mean, UCLA is a one, barring disaster. Disaster, like if they lose their first game and Purdue wins out or whatever. That it's Purdue and Arizona for that. I think the other seeds are pretty much locked in. Kansas isn't dropping to a two. Houston beat Memphis at the buzzer this morning. Um, you know, we're we're recording the second half of the podcast because I fell asleep. I'm gonna be honest, so I'm lazy. Um, not it was an exhausting day. We had we had, we it, had flag football. We had yesterday. we had computer issues and then I was like, I'm just going to bed. So we're recording the second half of the podcast at twelve in the afternoon. But Houston is a lock for a one seed. Alabama, maybe if they lose early, but I doubt it. So really it's just one more one seed. It's be it's between Purdue and UCLA. No one else is moving up. Arizona, in my opinion, the two seed, it's between Arizona and Kansas State. If Arizona loses early in the Pac-12 tournament and Kansas State wins a few games, Arizona's probably a three. It will not drop below a three. Yeah, I can't believe all these people saying Arizona looks at best a four. It, but And I just want to say it, and I know Arizona fans are down and Arizona's inconsistent. You are absolutely furious if you're a one seed and Arizona's your four. It just, I mean, that's brutal. It's just the way it, it's similar to like the Houston, you know, but um, I, I think Arizona is a in play for a two. It's going to be between a basically Arizona and Kansas state. If you want to pick a team to root against uh, root against Kansas state, um, I think that's the closest. And if uh, you know, it, it, it UCLA is going to be in the West, whether it drops down to a, it stays at a two or one or whatever. So Arizona is going to get shipped out. Um, it's very likely going to be Sacramento. The only way it wouldn't be Sacramento is if in the minds of the seeding people, Gonzaga passes Arizona on the seed line. I'd be surprised if that happens. But in order to avoid that, you want Arizona to win at least one Pac-12 game. They're going to face the winner of Washington-Stanford. If Arizona wins that, I think they're cool and they'll be in Sacramento. If they lose to that game and Gonzaga beats St. Mary's and wins their conference tournament, it might get a little nerve-wracking where Arizona winds up going to like Orlando or some crap, but we'll see. Either way, I think Arizona's pretty locked into a two or three. That I feel confident And the saying. good news is we get to say that we're very confident Arizona is in the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately for ASU last night, Oof. that was a heartbreaker. <laughs> and I, I mean, I told we told you at a previous podcast we're Bobby Hurley fans. We're not betraying Arizona by sort of hoping ASU would do better. And they almost did. <laughs> Last night, I tweeted at someone, no, 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 Penn State will beat Maryland now, and ASU will com be completely out. And Penn State beat Maryland, and ASU has no chance now. Yeah. No. No. So, I guess they're NIT bound. So, that's happening. Yeah. Sorry, Bobby. But we'll be back in the saddle. 
Again. It'll be Wednesday night because we got to see who wins between Washington. You want to make a prediction? Sure. Washington State or Stanford? I'm going for Stanford. Brielle, Washington State or Stanford? I'm going Washington State. All right. We'll see. Oh. All right. Thanks for... Brielle just picked both teams to win. She's never wrong. Brielle said both. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and with that That's said, why we pay Brielle the big bucks. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bear down. down. Shout out to Justin Spears, who made SportsCenter. I would like to enter my name into the pickleball contest. We need a media pickleball contest. Winner faces Tommy Lloyd. Shelby, you in? Heck yeah. I'm in. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.